Welcome to Wedding Happy Hour, a Southern Bride podcast. I'm Shara Myers. And I'm Lindsay Neighbors. We are editors at Southern Bride Magazine and southernbride.com. Wedding Happy Hour is a fun place where we get together with our favorite drink of choice. Champagne, of course. And where we interview industry experts for helpful tips, talk with brides and couples that are planning their weddings, and even chat with them after their I do's for their personal experiences. We will also do what we do best during wedding happy hour and table talk with the Southern Bride Tribe on current and upcoming trends and how we really feel about them and if we think they're here to stay or not. So sit back, sip on a little something as we get into today's show. Hi, we're back for another broadcast of Wedding Happy Hour, a Southern Bride podcast. We're so excited. We're here today with Alicia Lee. She does 901 Beauty by Alicia, which means she is a magnificent and amazing makeup artist. Welcome, Alicia. Thank you for joining us today. Yes, thank you. Happy to be here. Thank you so much for coming. And, you know, something else I want to bring to attention to our listeners is that Alicia does all of the makeup for our Southern Bride photo shoots. And if you want to pick up or if you're familiar, take a close look at those natural, beautiful babes on our pages because they look amazing and Alicia is one of those experts that does it all and she can do your wedding too but you know there's also a lot of questions when um, hiring or thinking about hiring a makeup artist for your wedding that I know I have questions and I'm sure the listeners do too but one of them that comes to mind is how does that work do you go to someone's place do they come to you how much does it cost if you want to just share a little bit about that with sure, us yeah. um, that would be helpful so uh, normally what happens is they find me whether it be word of mouth or my instagram or my facebook or they've just met me in years past um it can go from me coming to them wherever that might be their house family member's house or they come to me at the store and I will do a trial run which means I get to show my skills but then they also get to discuss likes dislikes they get to wear the makeup out and all the elements whether that be the weather their own skin conditions they can take pictures Um, I love doing a trial run before an event whether it be a bridal shower an engagement party that way there are tons of pictures and then so they can give feedback like you know I think I wanted a little bit more eyeliner or I need on my wedding day to have a little powder because my nose got oily throughout the night that is kind of the way and the route that I like to take so trial run before a little party yeah that is the most ideal That's awesome. Well, obviously, everybody's skin is different, so they're going to have different needs. Um, What about... What about the type of makeup that you use? Is it lasting for the day? Do they have to get touched up after their wedding, before their reception? Tell us a little bit about that process. So I use a foundation called Cover FX, and it is an all-day wear liquid foundation. It's medium to full coverage, which means it's completely buildable, so I can really use that and gauge to a certain skin type, how much they need, certain problem areas. It has a trio of ultra fine powders that control shine and also blurs imperfections. So throughout the day, they don't have to worry about getting extremely oily. And then it also helps from not becoming dull or dry. Um, If someone has incredibly dry skin, I have an oil that I prefer um, that's vegan. And I just drop a few drops of that in and mix it in. So that way, yes. So, um, And then I always recommend, you know, 
throughout the night, you're going to want this makeup to last all night. And I Absolutely. use a wonderful setting spray. Um, it is from the Makeup Gods, and I have seen <laughs> it work in so many strong elements. And um, I, but I also recommend just having a little white translucent powder throughout the night. Maid of Honor can have that in your lipstick. You can touch up throughout the evening, but that is going to be just the best defense on long lasting and perfect makeup for your night. So would you say that um, once the makeup is done in the beginning of the day or the morning, whenever the bride's getting ready for the actual ceremony, you think that makeup should last her throughout the day minus yes. a little powdering 100%. and obviously the latent, the lipstick and so forth. Because my biggest fear is I'm one of those people that when I cry, I get all blotchy oh, and red. I am not a pretty crier mm -hmm. at all. It's horrifying. And I'm sure I'm not the only <laughs> one. But what do you recommend for that? Because that's my biggest fear. I don't want to cry, but you know, sometimes you're inevitable. It's inevitable. Yes, it's this most special day of That's your right. life. Um, so, one thing that I will always suggest when you feel that tear coming on, be prepared to like do the dab. So, take your finger and right up under your bottom eyelashes, catch that tear. Don't wipe because you're going to inevitably wipe makeup off. Okay. Using water resistant makeup and setting sprays also helps, which that's what I'll have prepared for the bride that day um, from water resistant mascara, waterproof mascara. Oh, yeah. And then that that's just the best things that you can do. Having an awesome setting spray will also help. But just keep in mind, catch the tear before it falls because it will run. It'll grab a hold of a powder. And that's just that's the only way we can prevent it. Okay, so mm -hmm. setting spray is super important. It's super I important. I don't know that people use that daily. Not every day. Some people do. The people that love makeup like I do and right. they do full right. face every day, they yeah. probably do, okay. especially in Interesting. Memphis. Yes. Okay, that's good to know. But um, speaking of eyelashes and so forth, let's talk about false eyelashes mm -hmm. versus um, the other types of lashes, the the, maybe the extensions. Mm -hmm. so how so, does that work? Do you recommend that for a wedding? Well, the extensions I've seen for just the one-time purpose are great. Um, I think it's personal preference. You know, it, it is something that you would have to consider for a budget because the extensions can be extremely expensive. And the one thing about that is if one or two fall out day of, you could very easily have a gap in your eyelashes. Oh, my goodness. So that's something that, like, if you want to get it done a few days before, that's going to guarantee a little bit more um, longevity with them. But every little thing can knock one off. Whereas if I put strips on or individual lashes, I can better gauge that you're going to have them throughout the night. Right. Okay. Um, but like I said, I've seen both work, and I've seen both have issues. But I prefer the lash strips. Okay. Yes. Well, this is also something because I'm clearly a super <laughs> sensitive person, but when I have, I have tried lash extensions before. Mm -hmm. I have not tried the strips, but okay. I know they both involve glue. Yes. And so it's really important, I think, to make note for girls that may have not ever had these before. Mm -hmm. Try it at least a month before your oh, wedding. Oh, 100%. Because my eyes blew up and yes. <laughs> my eyelids were puffy. Oh God, no. I mean, it was horrifying. <laughs> yes. So, you know, in case somebody has those sensitivities, they want to know that well in advance. Correct. So um, that's where that comes into that trial run. Okay. So that it. is a, that's another perfect point. Having a trial run against not just the elements of something happening to your makeup, but your own allergens that you might not have ever experienced before. If you've never worn lashes, I do use a hypoallergenic lash glue. So hopefully that does you know 
it's a preventative measure that I like to take so that there is a less likely chance of somebody having a reaction. But Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. I think that's really smart. Because well, in this day and age, you just kind of have, you kinda know, have right? to take all the precautions. I mean, there's so much out there. Oh, yes. And the makeup companies use so many different oils mm-hmm. and chemicals. Oh, and yeah. And you never want to do that to somebody on their big day. No. Even a bridesmaid. You never want that horrible thing to happen. Yeah, and I agree take with away you. from. Now, how do you choose a lipstick color? Because, you know, some people might be stuck on a certain color that they wear daily, and that's just what they're used to seeing themselves in. But, you know, when you're getting married and you're having a lot of pictures taken, and you're wearing a certain color that maybe you don't wear white every day. So you're, you know, you as a makeup artist, are you also helping guide them on the perfect color choices for pictures later and so forth versus what they might wear every day? So that, it's kind of one of those questions where I have to ask personal preference of the bride, like, what do you think? Now, 50 50 out of 50, I get, well, what do you prefer? And I'm going to go by skin type, hair color, everything. I mean, even down to the neckline because a bolder lip might go with a more simple dress. You know, a dress that is very extravagant might take a little less lip. Um, but something that she's going to feel comfortable with wearing throughout the night and touching up with, you know, not everybody wants to have a big red bold lip because one wrong move and that red's across your face. Oh my gosh. You're right. Or kissing people. Yes. And having that stained on your, on your new hubby's lips. So yes, there's (laughs) a lot to consider and it has a lot more to do with just how it looks. It's what you're comfortable with throughout the longevity of the night. Like, so I like to go with something that complements not that just yells. That oh, I love there's that There's the bride's lips yeah. <laughs> coming down the aisle. <laughs> you don't want the lips coming before the bride. <laughs> no, no. So complimentary is okay. key. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what about eyeliner? Because I know that, you know, some people feel comfortable wearing that and others don't. But sometimes it really emphasizes the eyes. It does. Eyeliner, and this is my personal opinion, but eyeliner is supposed to give the illusion of a thicker lash bed. Okay. To give the illusion that your eyelashes are longer, thicker, and fuller. So my technique is using what's called a push brush and a product that is a clear liquid that I add to any shadow, mix that together, and I take it across the lash line and embed it in so that it's a natural form of eyeliner. It's not this huge cat eye, which, you know, some brides love, and I've done that for them as well, but gearing towards more of the natural and purposeful point of an eyeliner, that's what I use, and I love doing that because then the lash strip blends in seamlessly oh nice so then it just all flows perfectly together okay so do you recommend or do you use liquid eyeliner versus pencil well yeah it's my my eyeliner the way it's it's two part it's the liquid and then then the shadow so then it and it forms a liquid essentially oh interesting now if i feel that it needs just a little bit more sometime i'll i'll take a pencil and go into their water line and just fill that in just a bit more but that's my tendency of doing it. I feel like that is the most complimentary to an eye so that you see more than just eyeliner. You see the shadows. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like that um, <clears throat> eye makeup, most of us don't wear a lot of it mm-hmm. on a daily basis, but it really does take talent and know-how of creating that perfect eye illusion that Mm -hmm. we want for pictures. Right. So I think that part is really important. And let's kind of raise right up to the eyebrows. Oh, yeah. What do we do about that? Do you have, do you shape? Do you have, uh, for 
for color or how does that work? I mean, so I have a few different products for the day of, but I will always stress to not just the bride, but if you were a bridesmaid, if you're the maid of honor, if you are in that wedding party by any means of this of the word, you need to shape your eyebrows, <laughs> have them tamed for the day before. If that means that two weeks before you're waxing and tweezing throughout, have that done and prepared so that the artist can sit there and not take time of maintenancing you that day. They're going in with their pencil. They're filling in. They're taking their mascara. They're taking their pencil for their eyebrow. You're taking your brow mascara and you're just going in and filling in and laying down. Um, that is key. I can't tell you how many times I've had sweet little girls in my chair and go, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't do anything to my brows. And I'm sitting there like... Where are my tweezers? <laughs> well, see, then I would become this red blotchy thing. Yes, that's were... another thing. Thank you. Yes, and that's that, that's problematic yep. for me. Like, yep. Because then I'm overcompensating for color that won't that's be there right. later on. Interesting. So, mm -hmm. Okay. So. That brings me to another good point. So, speaking of bridesmaids... How does that work for you? I know that maybe some of the other girls must want to hire you to do their makeup as well, but how do you do that and make time for the bride as well day of? So I get a head count. Me and the bride will discuss multiple times throughout um, how many they have in their bridal party. They'll give the information from me to the bridal party, however many want it. Some brides, you know, they say you have to get your makeup done because they want everything to be perfect. Um, and then whoever, however many people, I go ahead and get a schedule. I like having time slots, and then normally the bride or the bride has a wedding coordinator who speaks to myself and the hair stylist. So that way we're coordinating times. Oh, okay. And then if there's a first look, I like to have the bride done a certain time before, especially with the mother of the bride. So it's all coordinating, and it happens couple of weeks in advance coming okay. to closer to date that we know when the venues open when we can get in and like I said when they need to be ready by so um that's all just communication between the bride and I that's awesome mm -hmm. well it's nice to know that you can come in and take care of everybody and also maybe have the same tints or looks mm -hmm. across the board I know that sometimes you know with the dresses they coordinate the colors but maybe not the styles right so maybe that can kind of bleed over to the hair mm -hmm. and also the makeup right some brides do like the cookie cutter look they want everybody to have a very um uh what's the word I'm looking for here um dress code in a sense and they like to have everybody just you know look prim and proper and perfect and right. then some people are like do what you want right. look right. however you want whatever yeah. makes you feel good yeah. and both are very easy and very fun yeah. so okay absolutely love it so alicia what i've heard of this some something called a backflash what mm -hmm. exactly is that and what does it mean and what do you do to prevent it from happening so you probably do know what it is you just didn't know there was an actual term for ah. it but it's when you look at a picture and you see where a girl might have the whole raccoon look up underneath her eye and it's glowing and it's bright white or just the whole face is a oh, different... I thought that's because she put too much concealer under so her that, eyes that can happen and it can be caused from too much too little or uh, too much too light of a okay. color but most of the time what it's called is caused by is sunscreen any spf whether it be your skincare your foundation your concealer your translucent powder might have spf in it so just to check ingredients talk to your artist that's something that they should be able to have all the knowledge and capability of letting you know um another thing to look for is powders because you can use a setting uh, setting spray and you can use a translucent powder 
and you think that the reason you're using those is to you know create a matted look and to keep your makeup there and that's that's exactly it but sometimes what happens is these products have two ingredients one is called um uh, astatium dioxide and zinc oxide. Zinc, I'm familiar with zinc. Yes, and so with those, it has right, light reflecting properties in okay. it. So inevitably, you're going to get that halo. I had no idea. Yes, um, and um, my the powder that I use is by Trish McAvoy. It does not have either one of those ingredients, and with my Cover FX setting spray, neither one of those, and that's why I use them and I love them. That but is a huge tip to know and understand. It's something that you Thank wouldn't you. know until the problem I had was no there. idea. Yeah. That's right. And then it's too late. Mm-hmm. And it's too late. Okay, let's get down to brass taxes. So let's talk about cost. How does how does this work for you? So for my brides it's one twenty five and that is for the day of that is all the communication that goes between me and you and your wedding coordinator for however long, six months, six weeks um, regarding the day of, you know, the times, the scheduling, um, and then for anybody else in the wedding party, mother of the bride, uh, mother of the groom, and then bridesmaids, it's just 85. Um, and then for a trial run, it's also 85. And this is includes me coming to you if you're in a certain mile radius, and then extending outside of that certain mile radius, and there will be a charge, a travel fee. Right. But that is all subject to where. That seems incredibly reasonable Mm -hmm. and something that I cannot imagine with the most important pictures of my life. Of your entire (laughs) life. That's right, that I want them perfect. Why would not hire someone like you or you if someone could be lucky enough to get you? By the way, I know you can't see, but Alicia's eyes are so stunning and Ah. she does the most beautiful makeup, you guys. It's just crazy. Thank you. And just pick up a copy of Southern Bride and you'll see all the work that she's done because all of our fashion photos she She's got her thumbprint on everything. Love it. Absolutely stunning. Do you have anything else that you'd like to add today? We just love that you have spent time with us and oh, explaining well, the process with yes, us. Yes, of course. Um, if anything, if you have questions, even if it's not me who you choose, if you want to ask me questions just as an artist and for anything, let me know. Um, you can find me on Instagram at AliciaLee901. That's A L I C I A. L-E-E-901. Like I said, any questions, any events you have, reach out and I'm here. So since you said ask you anything, <laughs> it is wedding happy hour. What is your drink of choice for happy hour? Ooh, um, well, I'm going to have to say a dirty martini. Ooh. Yes. Uh, Tito's vodka, not too dirty, but I would love some blue cheese stuffed olives oh, in there. Oh, my. You just hit the nail on the oh, head. Oh, girl, yes. My mouth is watering. <laughs> Except I'm a Cosmo girl myself. Oh. <laughs> but that does sound good. I'm a blue cheese fan. Love it. Yes. It's my favorite. And again, thank you, everybody, for tuning in and listening to our segment on makeup. Um, again, with wedding happy hour, everybody. Check us next time. We look forward to seeing you and clinging our glasses together. Thanks for joining us for Wedding Happy Hour. We hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Southern Bride Magazine and also on Twitter at Southern Bride. See See you next time. time. Cheers. Cheers.